0: Hey guys, welcome to today's episode, and I am so stoked that you are here. I'm excited because I'm sharing some things on my heart that I'm seeing on the other side of raising those littles that you have. So how do we raise warriors for this next generation, for this, for such a time as this, for this time that we're in? That's what we're going to be looking at today. And Before we do that as a prelude, have you checked out the course that we've launched Five Days to Faith. This is going to be for you. If you go to church, but sometimes wonder why you're bothering, or you think you're Christian, but you have some doubts, maybe you're struggling with how to pass along your faith. And if you answered yes to any of that, or thought, yeah, that's me, in this really short course that I've put out, it's just five days. It's designed for you and for your busy life. We're going to be looking at what the Bible says about faith, being a believer, and living at all out. I mean, how does it all work together? And you'll be able once and for all at the finish of these five days, you will be able to put your stake in the ground and say, yes, I know what I believe. And you're going to leave with a solid foundation of this is what the Bible says. And this is where it says it. So I hope you will take a minute to check out the link in the bio or go to kathielandham.com or come join us over in our Facebook group, Productivity and Proverbs 31 Community, because that's where it's all found. And guys, you want to do this. You want to be a part, because this can change the way that you look at life and the way that you deal with whatever it is that's coming your way down the pike. So I hope you'll take a second. Go ahead and hit pause and jump over there and do that. Hey friends. Welcome to the Productivity and Proverbs 31 podcast. I'm Kathy Lanham, your host, your mentor across the airways, if you will. I'm a mom of five, former teacher and top 2% company leader. Now I'm a coach, a podcaster and a business strategist. Stick around if you're a Christian mom with some big dreams, messy bun and sweatpants. You might feel all the guilt, but you refuse to be a Pinterest perfect mom. You live in your car and reheated coffee is a staple. If chaos is usually rampant and you'd like some practical tips on how to grow a business, grow in your faith, and get some control with an occasional date night thrown in as a bonus, hang around. Because as we grab these few minutes together, I want to help you keep growing in your faith, build a business that lines up with your God-given gifts and talents, and make memories of a life you love. So reheat that coffee and let's get started. All right, mamas, I'm going to give you 10 ways to raise warriors for the Lord, princess warriors, male warriors, warriors for the Lord, men and women, girls and boys, teenagers who know what they believe and are able to stand in the faith. And I'm doing this, of course, from a position of perspective, Because I see where in my life and in my parenting, I was more of a Pharisee than a true disciple of the Lord. I can see mistakes that I've made and I can see in the lives of my children how they are or are not walking out their faith. So from that, I want to give you guys 10 practical, quick and practical, tactical steps that you can use that will hopefully be principles and precepts that you'll underline and have in your journal, in your heart, and I hope you will grab your journal because, I mean, some of this is just stellar. You can say that when the Lord gives you the words and you don't think them up yourself. So number one, my very first way for you to raise a warrior in the faith is for you to grow in your own faith that you can't pass on, teach, or model something that you don't have. And then there's nothing like children to move you from religion to a relationship and put you on your knees. I'm talking sickness, I'm talking rebellion, I'm talking issues and struggles that you have. I'm talking all of the things that having a child brings to you. Just the the miracle of their birth and seeing that. Maybe some of you struggled with infertility and you've seen the prayer answered or you've had children who are dealing with medical issues and you've been stretched beyond what you could have Ever thought or imagined. And you can testify that yes, come and see the Lord is good. So growing in your faith is a great way to do that. And if you don't even know where to start, I already mentioned it in the intro. Please come take my course, The Five Days of Faith. It is affordable. It's short. It's meant to be easy to digest on a daily basis just for five days and it will help you either begin or solidify your walk. It'll teach you the basics and how to stand in them, okay? So number one, grow in your faith. Number two, love your husband, or if you're a guy listening, your wife well. Seek to make your marriage one that reflects the Lord Jesus and the love that he has for the church. He tells us that that's what we're to model, that a Christian marriage is to to demonstrate his love for the church to the world. For the lost and dying, they should see something different in your marriage. Do they? There's tons of resources, and of course you know this is not primarily a marriage podcast, but if I can encourage you in that to go to a weekend to remember, go to a marriage retreat, read a book together, study, pray together, really love your husband or wife well. Because Jesus says he's the head of the church and then husbands are to love their wives as he loves the church. And then we are to in turn respect and love them. And then children are to obey their parents. This hierarchy that God set up, it works if we use it. So love your husband or wife well. Number three, teach them the word. Teach your kids the word in your home first. Do not rely on a church program, church, Awana's sitting in the big service, Sunday school, to teach your children the precepts and everything they need to know about how to live. There's just no way that a church can handle that. No way that a Sunday school teacher, even though they will have a wonderful, godly, and powerful influence in your child's life, may even be the teacher or the one that leads them to Christ. The day-to-day life, the dealing with the bullies, the stress of tests, the, the frustrations of not understanding a lesson, of dealing with behavior issues, of having things happen in life, that happens on the daily. You can't wait for them to get to church on Sunday or even Wednesday night if you're doing a double check and you go to a program on Wednesday night. You can't wait for Sunday to deal with and take these issues to the Lord how to love well, how to be kind, how to, how to pray for those bullies, how to stand firm, how to write that essay, how to craft that paper against the cultural norms, against things that evolution, that they're going to be taught in school, like evolution, abortion, addictions, abuses, sex trafficking, all the, all of those things, all of the issues that our kids are now having to deal with. We need to teach them how to stand firm on the daily and have those hard conversations and stand in the gap with them. All right, number four, pray over them and with them frequently. Use your prayer journal so you can write down what are the things that are concerning them. When do they have that test? When do they have a essay due? When do they have a presentation? What are the areas you see them struggling in? Who has befriended them? Who has not befriended them? What influences are they having in their lives that aren't good what do they need to be protected from write those things down so you're not casual about it make a very intentional effort to pray for your children stand in the gap as a watchman on the wall covering your children in prayer and then from a very early age pray with them let them ramble on and on about thank you lord for crayons Let their tender little hearts learn how to praise, how to ask for wisdom, how to bring their hurts and their needs before the Lord. You be a model of gratitude, of praise, of praying for others and show them how to ask for their own needs and wisdom. And then in this day and age, also pray for world events. These hard conversations like war or COVID or folks dying or things that are happening in our world that influences and affect us, teach them that we do not have to be in distress like others, we can pray and have peace and a joy that comes from above. And that leads me to number five model looking to Jesus first before fretting. If you have control issues, this is a great way to model obedience and faith before worry and control. So it does go with that pray frequently, but pray asking in faith for wisdom and directions have appropriate conversations about what you're facing. Kids don't need to know every detail of, of our lives. They're not equipped to handle that, but being honest and truthful about our own struggles teaches them how to pray. Number six, this one's huge. Ask forgiveness quickly when you are wrong. It, it's huge. So your unjust anger, when you fly off the rails, when you yell at them for an for a issue that you're having with your husband or In the car, you've had road rage and you have demonstrated or maybe used language that was not Christ like. If you um, are guilty of not listening to what they were saying, you've accused them wrongly, you've yelled, you've embarrassed them in public, and we can go on and on and on. When you're wrong, you have got to be humble and you have to model that. Be quick to ask forgiveness when you're wrong. Number seven, this one strikes at my heart more than any other be less of a Pharisee and more of a disciple. Be an humble learner. Look to shepherd your kids' hearts and not just follow rules. Because if we're just making them follow rules, if we're just wanting to look good, if we're just putting on a good face and a happy face, and we're not shepherding their hearts, we're not dealing with the issue of sin, we're putting up facades and we're not being real and transparent, then that's being more of a Pharisee. We just want to check the box. And know that you know that you may be unequal with your children to be fair, particularly in discipline. And what I mean by that is this. I could look at one of my children who had a very tender heart, did not have to raise my voice. Literally, it was a look and a gentle reprimand and they were falling apart. I had another child where a very logical, stern rebuke with retribution and consequences was very much needed. Those boundaries needed to be drilled in stone. And if they weren't, then they were upset because they didn't disobey or they, their interpretation was they didn't disobey and weren't very confused and upset and angry as to why they were in trouble. I had another one for whom there seemed to be no consequence that was too great because they were going to push that boundary. But for you, know that unequal is fair and raise each child according to their bent, to their direction, to how their heart interprets the world. Number eight, have firm boundaries, and less compromise in your own life. Because kids see what we see and do what we do. They do not do what we say. And they are going to tell everything that happens in your house and everything that you say and everything that you do when they get to school or when they get to church. Sometimes it's hilarious. As a teacher, I heard more tales than (laughs) then you want to know. So, and it's kind of fun and it's always, it's always interesting. Have firm boundaries and less compromise. Do you want to teach them to be honest? Then don't lie yourself. When your mother-in-law calls and you don't want to talk to her or go out or do whatever it is, they hear you making excuses or telling your little white lies. Don't do that. Want to teach them to be kind? Then don't talk about others or critique the pastor after church, another adult's behavior or what somebody is wearing or a haircut or how much weight they've gained or what they're doing for vacation. Want them to be genuinely happy for others? Then you don't be envious. Don't always wish your life away. Well, I don't know how she affords to do that. And we're always critiquing her. Don't do that. We've already covered this, but ask forgiveness quickly. And then what TV shows are you watching? What are you listening to? What podcasts are you listening to that's in their hearing? What's your music? What's the language in the music that you're listening to? What games are you letting them play on the computer? And then how do you spend your time? If you want to teach them to tithe, you need to do it yourself. So in all these different areas, be aware of the areas in your own life where you may be compromising. And seek to make that less and less so that you have firm boundaries and less compromise. Number nine, understand the nature of spiritual warfare and put on the armor of God. Y'all, this could be a whole course. This could be multiple teachings right here. Put on the armor of God. We're given that armor for a reason. And this is found in Ephesians 6. Okay, it starts in 6. The whole chapter is great, but 11 to 18 is the section that I'm talking about. Because we have an adversary who wants to seek, kill, and destroy us. He looks for those for whom he can destroy. And it doesn't have to be that we're out uh, dealing drugs. It does not have to be that we are, you know, we want to think of doing things like killing people or lying. We murder with our tongues. But if Satan can get us to be just not using our gifts, if we're just not being faithful. If we're just not attending to our Bible study, just those little things that we, we go one degree off. And then that one degree slowly over time becomes three degrees and then 12 degrees. And then pretty soon we're so far off course, we've just drifted there. We don't even realize that we're there. And that makes Satan so happy, but we need to put on the armor of God daily because we need to understand that we are in a battle with the spirit a spiritual battle of the heavenlies is what the word says. It has eternal consequences and we need to be strong in the Lord. We need to have our belt of truth buckled on, our breastplate of righteousness firmly in place, our feet fitted with a readiness of the gospel of peace so that we're ready to share that. We need to take up the shield of faith because the Bible tells us that's how the arrows of the evil one are extinguished, and the sword of the spirit. And that does not mean your Bible just waving it around. It means specific scripture to that issue or that problem. And then last but not least, attend a Bible-believing church that honors and accurately teaches the Word of God. And it honors that above programs or concert-like music or flash and show and bang with no substance. It's in a Bible-believing church that we're, that we grow, that we're stretched, that we can find fellowship, mentors, prayer warriors, fellow workers in the field. It's where there will be programs to supplement what you're doing at home, not to be the sole source of instruction, but to supplement what you're doing at home. And again, if you need help with that, please run, do not walk, click on the link in the bio, take the five days to faith, get started in your own walk. And all you have to do is stay one step ahead of where they are. Have a tender heart that's teachable, that wants to learn and to grow, and then share that with your children. And there's lots of things, there's lots of groups you can attend vacation Bible school not even at your own church. If your church doesn't have say a children's choir, or children's programs or AWANA's or Victory Kids or disciple kids or whatever we want to call it, whatever their ministry is, if your church is maybe an elderly church and doesn't have that, then look for other places where you can enroll your kids and you can go be a part And fellowship as a family. And that's kind of a bonus is number 11, attend church together. As a family, go to church. And I can hear some of you going, yeah, well, my husband's not gonna go. Then mamas, you stand in the gap. You get those little babies ready. And if it's not being, you take those littles to church. You let them hear the word of God. You let them sit under the teaching of the word, model for them and bless them with your faithfulness. You pray, and then you pray, and you trust that that word will not return void. That when they're old, they will not depart from it. Because that's an axiom in Proverbs. Raise your children in the way that they should go. That means according to their bent. And when they are old, they will not depart from it. That's a truth I'm trusting on for my own children. It's a prayer I still pray for them daily. And As I enter into spiritual warfare for my kids who have foster kids, who are dealing, working in the mental health field, who are working as health heroes and saving others as the multitude of jobs they have, one that's classified and one that's going out doing incredible engineering things. I pray for them and their spouses and their children and my grandchildren to be that at the end of the day, at the end of the day, when the Lord calls us to account for the life we've lived, that we will hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. And sister friends, I'm praying over that over you and for you today. And so I'm just going to close this in a word of prayer. Father God, I just give you this time that we've had together. It's been short, but Lord, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you will use it to effectually teach and nurture the hearts of these moms and these dads, that we will re-engage that we will enter into the fight. If we've not been faithful to stand firm, that Lord, you would teach us to stand firm, that you would give us the wisdom, the discernment, and the direction that we need to be more like you and less like the world. And Jesus, I pray that to the glory of your kingdom. Amen. Guys, thanks so much for t- taking the precious time out of your day to listen as you go and as always, you go be a blessing to others because when you're a blessing to others, you know it's going to bless your heart as well. Take care. Hey guys. Real quick, I hope this episode was a blessing to you and that you learned a nugget of truth, got a laugh, or had something that you can share. It would be such a blessing to me if you would go over to iTunes and leave me both a starred and a written review. I would love to be able to read some of those reviews online, and that pours into my ministry and my work so much. In addition, if you want some of our free things, that's found over at kathylanham.com. I'd love to connect on social media. DM me at at kathylanham. That's my handle over on Instagram. So until next time, go be a blessing to others because when you're a blessing to others, you can't help but be blessed yourself. Take care.